Hey everyone, Callan here, and in this video I'm going to talk about the idea of having, having faith. So generally in religious circles, and for me, I grew up a Christian, I was a Christian for 20 years, half of my family is Christian, you know, half of the people I know are Christian, and so that's kind of the center point for me of where I'm approaching this from, but this having faith thing is not specific to Christianity. But this is a, basically, I'm being critical here, I'm pointing out something which really should be obvious, which is that this concept of having faith in God of the Bible and that everything that the Bible says is true and that everything that Jesus said is true and if, if you believe everything that he says and you accept the gift, then you will, good things will happen to you. And basically, you don't have any real good reason to believe that except that it was passed down by word of mouth for a long time and then written down by people who are not exactly trustworthy over hundreds of years, if not over a thousand, over a thousand years of manipulation of all that stuff gets to you, but you have faith that God ensured that the version that you read is exactly what you needed to read and there's no corruption into it and it is the direct word of God to your eyes, right? So this, this is... This is obviously a bad idea, obviously ridiculous. And it's one of those things where, again, I, I say this frequently, Christians have their eyes the most wide open, as far as I can tell, on this planet at the moment. But people who have their eyes wide open still have them slammed shut on something, and probably many things. And for Christians, this is one of those things, this idea of needing to have faith in something which has not earned that faith, because faith is basically trust. Trust means that I have interacted with this individual, could be God, could be another human being, it could be a dog, it could be anything. I've interacted with this thing enough, this being enough, that I understand the types of choices that it's going to make, the way that it kind of thinks about the world, and I can have a certain level of confidence what it's going to do in the future based on its past behavior, okay? So basically, if I'm in a situation like the prisoner's dilemma, which is a thought experiment where basically two people who committed a crime together are incarcerated and separated from each other, they're both told that if they rat out the other guy, that, and the other guy doesn't rat them out, that they will go free. They're both told that. So if they rat out the other guy and the other guy, you know, holds trust in them, then the person who holds trust is going to go to jail for the entire, his entire life, okay? So basically, there's, I think, three or four scenarios. So there's basically, they, they both keep each other's trust, and that is actually the best scenario for both of them, because they're both going to go free if they both keep each other's trust. Now, if one of them doesn't keep the trust and rats out the other one, that one goes free, and the other one goes to life, jail forever, okay? So... And then, if they both rat each other out, then it's like kind of in the middle. It's like, well, you'll both go to jail for a little bit. And so there's this major incentive if you don't have trust in this other person, if you don't have good reason to think what this person's going to do, you need to know what this person's going to do. Are they going to rat me out? If they are, then I need to rat them out. Are they not? Because if they're not, that's the best thing that could happen, and I'm not going to rat them out either, and we're both going to go free, all right? So trust is about understanding how someone is likely to behave in the future, 
so that you can make good decisions, okay? So if this other guy is like my best bud since I was a little kid and we've been through even situations like this where they could have ratted me out and I could have ratted them out, but neither of us did. So we already know that, that it's just not a question. It's just like we're both not even going to think about it. We both know we're not going to rat each other out. And we're going to be fine and we're going to know that because we have all that evidence about who this person is, what they're going to do, and even specifically what they're going to do in this type of situation. Okay, so you have a high degree of trust, high degree of faith. You don't know for sure, but you have a high degree of faith that that person's not going to rat you out and you're both going to walk out of here today. Okay, again, it's based on behavior in the past. How is this being likely to behave again? Okay, so now we got a situation like the God, the Abrahamic God, who comes in and does horrible things to humans horrible, horrible things, tells other human beings to betray the rest of humanity and manipulate them and deceive them and murder them as much as possible in order to take over the world through those means, right? This, this God asks someone to murder their kid, their newborn kid, in sacrifice, and this person having faith, Abraham, having faith. We think of this, like this is kind of the beginning of the mindfuck. It's like the Abrahamic story. Abraham had a kid. He couldn't have a kid. And finally, he, he was able to have a kid with his wife and they were old. And they're like, oh my gosh, we finally had a kid. And then God's like, nice. Okay, now I need you to go kill him. Go stab him with a knife and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham goes, I'm going to have faith that this is this is a good thing. This is the way it should be. And he goes and he actually is about to do it. And God stopped him. And people go, oh, see, God stopped him. Okay, so the thing is, that was kind of a unique situation. God does usually not stop him. The God of Abraham is all about child sacrifice. In, case, in fact, there's other instances of it in the Bible, including one where a guy says, look, God, thank you for helping me win this battle. For In return for this, I, I will sacrifice to you what you send through my front door as soon as I get home. You're going to decide what I sacrifice to you, okay? So, you know who walked through his front door? His little daughter. And he did kill her. He sacrificed her, and God allowed that to happen. So if you find yourself in a situation where you are being abused by someone repeatedly, or being used by that person to abuse other people, and you are you have this part in you that questions that, and it feels wrong, it feel, and you... And basically, in response to that, that being says, you need to have faith. You know, what's wrong with you? How, how dare you? How dare you doubt me? And the response is, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, which means you're their slave. I'm sorry, Lord, please. I have faith, please. If only I had stronger faith, Lord. Oh, that's right. Let me beat you some more. We'll see. We'll test your faith as much as we can. That's not a good relationship. That's not what faith is. That's not what trust is. Trust is, this thing is a good thing, and it has proved it to me, and therefore, in a future situation, if I have to rely on it to do something good, that I know that it will, because it always has. But if you're in a situation where it's the opposite of that, and you're being told you have to have faith, you are in a relationship with a demonic being.